It is time for Where Will You Go? The FBC Tullahoma Missions Podcast, where we encourage our members and our listeners to answer the simple question, where will you go? As we seek to advance the kingdom of God and the gospel message of Jesus Christ from here to the least reach peoples on planet earth now today is our first episode so i would ask you in advance to forgive me for any technical difficulties any stutter stammering stuttering stammerings anything like that that i'm going to do but we're going to start out our very first missions podcast before we start interviewing people in the future by answering this question of what is our missions vision what is our missions philosophy at first baptist church so we're going to lay some groundwork in this first episode and we're going to be interviewing some people in the future uh, on this podcast to encourage you to consider that question, where will you go? How are you going to be a part of advancing the gospel from here to the ends of the earth? And there is a place for everyone at FBC Tullahoma to be a part of our missions philosophy and our missions vision. We need to start by talking about where that is rooted. Our mission vision, our mission philosophy is really rooted in Acts chapter 2 as we consider that early church. You're probably familiar with the passage of scripture if you've been here any time, if you've been listening any time in Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42, we find that this very early church was continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things in common, and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. We have a vision as a church, and that vision is rooted in Acts chapter 2 and the description that we find there of the early church. Now, in that mission vision, we also have a little glimpse at our mission philosophy and our and our mission efforts to get the gospel from here to the ends of the earth. You see, there's seven characteristics that we can see in that early church. We see that they were maturing in the word. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. We see that they were having meaningful fellowship with one another. They were devoting themselves to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. They were continuing with one mind in the temple. They were breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together. There was meaningful fellowship. There was... They were making supplication, thirdly. It says they had devoted themselves to prayer. So they are maturing in the word. They're, they're experiencing meaningful fellowship. They're making supplication before God and praying together. We see miracles performed in this early church. In verse number 43, everyone keeps feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs are being done through the apostles. There's ministry to the body happening in this church as they 
uh, as those who believe had all things in common and they sold and they gave as needed. And then there was magnifying God. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. So we see maturing in the word. We see meaningful fellowship. We see making supplication, miracles being performed, ministry in the body, magnifying God. And then finally we see missions, disciple making and evangelism. The Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is our vision at FBC Tullahoma to seek to be like that early church. And one of the things we've discovered, one of the things we've tried to communicate very clearly is that the very bullseye of this mission's vision, of this vision for our church, the very bullseye of our Acts chapter 2 vision is missions, disciple-making, and evangelism. If we will set our scopes, our personal scopes, our family scope, our church scope, if we will, if we will zone in and aim at this bullseye of missions, disciple-making, and evangelism, all of the other characteristics that characterize that early church will take care of themselves. It's not like we have to make a punch list. We just have to aim at the bullseye that Jesus has given us to aim at, which is the Great Commission. He gives it to us at the end of Matthew. He gives it to us at the end of Mark. He gives it to us at the end of Luke. He gives it to us towards the end of John. He gives it to us at the very beginning of the book of Acts. The Great Commission is in every gospel and the book of Acts. There's no question that this is what Jesus has left us here to do as his people. And if we aim at that bullseye, then everything else takes care of itself. If we are evangelizing, if we're making disciples, if we are involved in the mission, then we are going to mature in the word. It just happens. We're going to be driven to the scriptures. If we are focusing on evangelism, discipling, and missions, we are going to experience some of the most meaningful fellowship that you can imagine. In fact, in the book of Galatians, it says that they extended the right hand of fellowship to Paul so that he could carry the gospel forward to the Gentiles. We fellowship as part of our missions effort and our missions endeavor, and we experience some of the sweetest fellowship in that endeavor. If we're focusing on evangelism, discipling, and missions, we are going to be driven to our knees, and we are going to make supplication for the lost, for those that we are sharing with, for those unreached, unengaged people groups who need the gospel. We are going to pray. We're going to see miracles. The greatest miracle of all is when someone is brought from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, when someone has their spiritual eyes opened and they are brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. What greater miracle could we hope for? What greater miracle could we look for than souls being transformed by the power of the gospel? And we're not going to see those miracles if we stay in, in our four walls hanging out with the chosen frozen get out and do evangelism, we make an effort to make disciples and to do missions, and we'll see miracles. What about ministry? When we link arms with our brothers and sisters in Christ to carry out the Great Commission, we will know our needs. We will know our shortcomings. We will know our sufferings. We will know our tests and our trials, and our temptations, and we will be able to minister to one another like never before. And let me tell you, God is magnified. God is magnified not only by us as we proclaim his good news, he is magnified by those who believe that good news and enter into the kingdom 
of God. Our vision at FBC Tullahoma is rooted in Acts chapter 2. Our bullseye is missions, disciple-making, and evangelism. And when we aim at that, when we aim at that, we hit everything else. So we want to be clear to you today about our mission's vision and our mission's philosophy, because if we are all together linking arms, striving to be a part of this mission's effort as a church, we will be unified like never before. So we are about to talk about specifically our mission's philosophy and how you can be a part of it. But first, but first, there's a little music. And that music, since this is the first episode, means something. And that music means that I'm about to introduce to you the book of the month. Now, the book of the month is a book on missions or about missionaries. And this this month, I want to introduce to you a book that has really made a difference in my life and in the lives of many who have considered missions, specifically missions as a full-time vocational effort or a long-term effort. And this book is titled Mission Smart. 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas. It's written by a man named David Frazier from Memphis, Tennessee. And this book is really, really, really impactful. And it is really important for you, if you are considering overseas service, to read through. And not only for you to read through, but for your entire team to read through. And as your entire team reads through these 15 critical questions, the good news is at the back of every chapter, there are some questions for you and your team to work through, to talk to, to consider together. I cannot recommend this book to you enough. It will be a critical critical book for you to read if you're considering overseas missions for your team to read if you're considering overseas missions it will help you discern if you are ready mission smart 15 critical questions to ask before launching overseas i hope you'll get it now back to our philosophy of ministry and missions at fbc if you go down the hall past the library you will see this unfolded before your very eyes on the walls there. I'd encourage you, if you've not checked it out, to go check it out as soon as possible. There's a huge map of the world that's lit up. Then there's some uh, television screens with little kiosks set up there that you can check out our mission vision. And maybe this podcast will help you understand what you are looking at when you go back to that wall, because there is a very strategic, strategic missions philosophy and missions vision of our church to help you, whether you are in the recliner and have never taken part in any type of outreach or mission effort, or whether you are returning from long-term service on the field, there is a place for you in our mission's vision at FBC Tullahoma. Our mission's vision consists of five tiers. Again, they are very strategic. Tier one, we call local missions. Tier one is local missions. It is something that every Christian Every member of FBC Tullahoma, every listener, if you profess to be a Christian, should be involved in. One of our primary strategies for advancing the gospel here locally is through our discipleship groups. Discipleship groups are made up of three to five gender-specific individuals who study the scriptures together. They pray together for one another. They praise the Lord together. They set goals together. They hold one another accountable together. They memorize the scriptures together. They seek to 
multiply groups together. So these groups are not long, long term. They are meant to expand. They are meant to grow. And one of the ways they are meant to expand and to grow is by these individuals going out and finding people who want to learn more about Christ, whether they visit our church, whether they're guests at our church, whether they're people that you work with, whether they are people that you live next to. Always be looking outward to try to involve other people in your discipleship group. And when that discipleship group grows from three to five to six to seven, you divide that discipleship group and you do it again. And we are seeing God work in lives through these discipleship groups. And if you're not part of one, then you are missing out. Another effort that we have locally is our apartment ministries. It's been going on now for several months, six to seven months. You're going to hear more about that in person in the future, but we are going into some of the apartments here in town who have no gospel witness, no biblical gospel witness, and we are doing a uh, Bible club for the kids in that apartment, and we are trying to uh, lead a Bible study there for adults, local missions, and there's always more that we can do. But anybody, anybody can be a part of Tier 1. Tier 2 is for those people who really are just terrified of going out of the country. Um, we have two, two waves of Tier 2 missions. And, of course, they've been a little bit upset and on hold over the last year. But we're going to ignore that uh, at this time and just lay out what we have currently going in Tier 2 missions. To get you from the recliner into local missions, we have discipleship groups, apartment ministries, other opportunities. To get you from local missions a little further in, to lean in a little more towards mission service, we have tier two. If you're terrified to get out of the country, if you're terrified to get on an airplane, we can drive three and a half to four hours to Atlanta, Georgia, to a little community called Clarkston, where there are 120 plus different people groups represented in a refugee resettlement community there. Three miles square, 120 people groups represented. You can go and literally experience another world without ever getting on an airplane. If, you, if, you're a, if you've made it to that point and now you're ready to take another step and you want to get on that airplane, you want to face that fear, you can fly to New York City where we have begun a partnership with a church plant there in Queens, New York City, the most diverse city in the nation, the most diverse community in the nation, Queens, in New York City, there we have a community called Little Egypt where you can go in and you can engage Arabic-speaking Muslims. You can go into Chinatown in Queens and engage Chinese people and Asian people. There's multiple different communities. There's multiple different people groups that are there. There's multiple ways we can be involved in Queens, New York City. It's another step. Tier two, tier one, local missions, tier two, drive to Clarkston, fly to New York City. Tier three is another step. It's another step as we lean in to the goal, which is getting the gospel to the least reached peoples on planet Earth. You've, you've made the drive to Clarkston. You've made the flight to New York. And now you want to take it a little step further. At this point, we fly you to Europe Right now, we have been engaged in Germany. There's some opportunities in France that are on the horizon, as well as some other things you'll hear about, hear about in the future. And things are always shifting and changing. But right now, we have been working in Karlsruhe, Germany, with a missionary friend of mine who is there working with refugees. You can go to Germany, and it's not 
totally shocking. It's still a Western culture. You can have hot water. You can have air conditioning. You can have somewhat civilized driving. You can have somewhat normal food. It's a stretch. You have to have a passport, but it's not a huge stretch. This is tier three ministry just to get you to take one step closer to tier five. So we have tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. Tier four is a little bit tougher. This is one of those places that you go and you will be out of your comfort zone as you hear the call to prayer in Northern Africa, as you hear the call to prayer in Southeast Asia and the heat and the humidity of Southeast Asia, you'll be stretched a bit on these trips. This is not for the faint of heart, tier four missions, but it is one step closer to tier five, which is the ultimate goal to get the gospel to the unreached and unengaged people groups of planet earth. And we want to move our people towards that Gold. You know, we do not need to judge our church by its seating capacity. We need to judge our church by its sending capacity. How many people, how many people can we send to the least reached people groups? How many people can we involve in getting the gospel to the least reached people groups? So you see the strategy. The strategy is to get people out of the recliners and involved in local missions. It's to get people out of local missions, not out completely, but to take a step further in missions from local missions into tier two, which is North America. We can drive to Clarkston. We can fly to New York City. And then to take a step further by getting on a plane and going into Europe and using that passport. And then to take a step further and to go into Northern Africa or Southeast Asia, hear that call to prayer, experience that culture change, culture shock. And then eventually God willing that he would use us to go to tier five to get the gospel to those who have never heard the name of Jesus. Now, some of you are thinking there is no possible way on God's green earth that I will ever at my age or with my capabilities or with my financial position be able to get on a plane and fly into Northern Africa, Southeast Asia, or much of anywhere. As a matter of fact, at this point in my life, what can I do? There is a place for you in our missions philosophy and vision at FBC Tullahoma. We have two options. We can go down in the well, and that means we leave this place and we go, or we can hold the ropes. William Carey said, I'll be glad to go down in the well of India as long as you hold the ropes. And when he said hold the ropes, he meant pray for me, pray for my efforts, pray for the people of India, and send me support, financial support, Emotional support, encouragement, hold the ropes. And listen, those who go down in the well will have blisters from holding onto that rope to keep from falling. And those who hold the rope at the top of the well need to have an equal amount of blisters. It should be no greater sacrifice to go down into the well than we make holding the ropes at the top of the well. So you can go. Go down in the well, or you can send and hold the rope by praying and by giving. Those are our two options. And listen, those are important 
options. You may not be able to go, but you may be able to pray and to give. Then pray and give and be a part of getting the gospel from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth. But you need to go or you need to send or you will disobey. Listen, stop by that missions wall this Sunday. Check it out. Play on the little kiosk. See what there is available. Pick up one of those missions applications. Fill it out. Let's consider that question. Where will you go? Now, as we wrap up today, I want you to know that there's a group of people in Algeria, northern Africa, known as the Bedouin. Zero evangelical Christians, zero professing Christians that we know about, zero percent. We need to pray for them. Would you pray today with me for the Bedouin of Algeria and for someone to be raised up, to be sent to them? Father God, we thank you for the people that have listened. We thank you for the work you've done to bring us to yourself. We thank you for these people that you love, the Bedouin of Algeria, who need your gospel. I pray that you would soften their hearts, awaken them to the truth, and raise up laborers to go to them. Bring them to our hearts. Bring them to our minds this week. May we pray often for the Bedouin of Algeria and for one another as we seek to get your gospel from here to the ends of the earth and answer that question. Where will you go? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be on the lookout. More missions podcasts will be coming your way. We're going to be interviewing some people that you will want to hear from. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you.